Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm alone here today. My co-host, Pagan, is out sick. I'm so excited for this interview. I am sitting down with Stephen Nkwisang, the executive director of the Monroe Institute. For those that may have caught our previous episode where we talked about the idea of hemisync and the gateway process, we are going to get into some exciting details today. Stephen is going to talk us through some of the things that the previous Vice article we referenced may have gotten wrong. So Stephen, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, Kyle. Thank you so much for joining us. This uh, ex- exploration into the Monroe Institute has been a personal fascination of mine for the last, let's say, six or so months. Um, you and I got to sit down for a little sure. conversation a few weeks back. We just chit-chatted about what we wanted to talk about today. And I had explained where I came from. So some of our audience knows they have a little bit of history. Some of them probably have heard me say um, Bob Monroe's name way too many times (laughs) at this point. (laughs) But I find the Monroe Institute to be a place that is pushing so many cool boundaries of the conscious mind. And um, so for those out there, could you just give us a little bit of a background, uh, just briefly, of what the Monroe Institute is in your own words and just some general information for them. Well, you know, it really goes back to the founder with Bob Monroe. And, you know, he was a businessman. He was an entrepreneur. Uh, he had a very solid background in sound because he actually produced musicals and radio shows. And, and he was a very pragmatic person. And I think, you know, when he had an out-of-body experience, it just really shattered his whole world and, and totally changed the way he was. And thankfully that he had means and he had curiosity and he had that background that he, he had because he really then decided to explore what this was all about in the world of sound. And really, that is the route from where we have sound technologies that we use today to have these wonderful experiences. Um, and the other part that I like about it, and, and this is what attracted me to Monroe as an engineer, is that he approached it in a very pragmatic way. You will notice that in anything we do and how we train people, we really try and stay away from esoteric terms. You know, And he came up with things like focus levels to create signposts on this journey that we're going on. So he tried to create very generic, um, you know, stay away from terms like astral travel and that type of thing, and just be very clear and pragmatic about how he explained things. And I think that's what is really attractive when you look at the Monroe Institute, because we're really about trying to help you explore what you are, why you're here, and we're not about giving you any answers. It's about here's a set of tools that you can find your own answers, and that's the, the key of what we try to do at the Monroe Institute. Oh, I love that, Stephen, on so many levels. Um, your conversation there about the uh, separating the esoteric um, from these new terms like focus levels and out-of-body experiences. I am somebody that uh, I believe that I grew up in a home that had a lot of activity in mm-hmm. it. And so I have right. a steeped history in belief, but such a rational, logical mind at times that I've had that moment where I'm holding both thoughts in my mind of like, I believe on instinct or feeling, but I also struggle. So when I started listening to um, some of the early discovery tapes that Bob Monroe recorded, I found myself hitting levels of meditation, these focus levels that I wasn't able Mm -hmm. to get to through more esoteric means. And I think that's just such an interesting thing for our audience, because I'm sure we have some listeners out there who, again, have listened to very like occult styled um, or or witchcraft styled meditations. And I think a lot of us want to be in that moment, but some of us don't jive with it. So 
I know you right. also, like you said, as an engineer, you have some interesting history with the Institute, too. Now, you went there and, and did things. Could you talk about some of your history with it as well, how much you practice there? Sure. Um, well, you know, it's interesting how I came to the Monroe Institute, because as a kid, I had a lot of these type of experiences, but you sort of learn to, to kind of keep quiet about it. And, and so I never really shared that with anyone. Um, but I actually came to the Monroe Institute from a very practical standpoint. I was uh, going into a new role in my career um, in the IT world. So I was learning a lot of new technology. So I was actually looking for ways to learn and remember faster. And then I stumbled upon, you know, a lot of research that talked about using Baroque music, helping you to get into a mental state that allowed you to retain information. And I just kept going down that line and eventually found the Monroe Institute, read Bob's first book, and I went, oh, my God, these are the experiences I've had as a kid. And it, it just blew my mind. And I was just, I have to go to the Monroe Institute. So I actually went to uh, the Monroe Institute uh, in 2000. And from there, I've been going pretty much every year to the Monroe Institute and, and just love it. But what I like about it is that after a lot of experimentation, and you're talking decades of experimentation, um, Bob found a combination of frequencies using binaural beats initially that got you into the state fairly consistently. And, and there's, there's science behind it. I mean, we have a lot of research that we posted up on our website, uh, again, done over many, many years. But you will see that playing this technology and you will see the response that people are having. Now, the mechanism of how that works, I think that's where we still have to do a lot of research. But we do see consistent results where this technology is helping you to get into that state far faster than anything else. And, and you know, I'm one of those folks that have tried many different technologies, different meditations, you know, going to Asia and backpacking and, and trying to find a guru. I did all those sort of things. But I found I just kept coming back to the Monroe Institute because for me, it, it works and it's worked for thousands of people, right? Because we've been running the Institute for decades now. Um, and it, it really is, you know, when you get into the details of it, you see that we are looking at brain waves and we're playing these sounds and we're finding this effect. And then we try out a different set of sounds and we're finding this effect. So you start putting it together. You start to see, you know, here is something we're going to try and here's a result. And that's just over decades of experience and experimentation that we've really come up with something that works really well for most people. And so that's why, you know, after, you know, I've been de uh, meditating for, uh, for, for decades, but I still use the sound technology that we have every day because I just find it gets me there deeper, faster than anything else. And it's, it's kind of like what you're used to, you know, it's, it's almost like an, a really nice, comfy bank blanket that you put on. Once you put on that blanket, you, you just get yourself in that mode. Um, so it just works uh, and, and it works for a lot of people. I strongly agree. And I know today you and I are going to talk a little bit about um, how Hemisync can help people out there, especially in this really disconnected world. I just want to add on to that, that blanket statement you made, um, comfy blanket, that is, to say, I feel the <laughs> yes. same. I mean, when I first started listening to some of these tapes and heard Bob Monroe and just kind of the sign offs to those tapes, even where um, you, all your body functions are working normally and regularly. I, mm -hmm. I was finding myself extremely teary-eyed in these meditations because mm -hmm. what a nice, like, hug and someone's actually wishing you well, yes. um, wishing yes. that your body works well. And I, I feel like that's something we could all use in the 2021 <laughs> landscape. Um, so, Stephen, sure. could you tell me a little bit about what your position entails with Monroe Institute these days? Yeah, so uh, I'm the uh, executive director and president. Uh, I have an interim position. Um, so the board is looking for a permanent person right now, but really it is to help lead the organization. And it's just a wonderful team. 
We're primarily based in Faber, Virginia, but you know, in this new world, we actually have a lot of folks working remotely as well uh, around the country. And, and then we also have another layer on top of that, which is our trainers. So we have trainers that actually teach the programs. They're from around the world. Um, and then we have another layer that we call outreach trainers. So these are folks that put on weekend courses primarily in their geographic locations. And then another layer on top of that, we have something called local chapters. So this is just volunteers that get together. They listen to a session sometimes monthly, sometimes every two weeks. And in fact, I, I lead one here in Toronto. And it's just a great way to get together and practice. Because, you know, one of the things I've found is that when you get together as a group, the meditations always just seem so much more powerful. And you're doing the same sessions together. So I highly encourage people, if you're interested, you know, go to our website, themonroeinstitute.org. Look for a local chapter. Uh, it's free. You can just experience the sound technology that we have. You can share and learn from each other. And it's just a great way to try it out and see if that works for you. Um, but yeah, that's so, you know, we, we are quite expansive. We're global. We've got folks all around the world. And, and again, we've been around for decades. So it's a lot of history of these things working for people. But the main thing I, I always like to emphasize to folks is just try it out. You know, try it out. See if that works for you. Because this is all about a journey of exploration from my point of view of life. And you've got to see what works for you. And again, this works for me. And that's why I'm still doing it after 22 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, Stephen, that's a great way to explain that. And I think a great question comes out of there. Kind of two, but they, they segue into each other super well. So you can handle this as, you know, as much as you'd like. Um, which is asking... I, I, I know a bit of what inspired Bob Monroe to start with this, but you would also explain to me that there is a difference between Monroe sound science and Hemisync. And I think a lot of people um, like myself get a little confused. I was up on the Monroe Institute website not long ago, and there were articles with the name Hemisync. But you gave me a wonderful explanation that these are a bit separate these days. So could you explain maybe starting off with Bob Monroe? You talked a little about him off the top. But if you could tell us a little right. bit more of his history, how he, um, sure. what, what inspired him to do this, and then maybe we could talk about where that split comes through so the naming changes up. Sure, sure. Yeah, so as I said, Bob Monroe was an entrepreneur, um, and he was quite wealthy uh, during the times because he created these radio shows. He was out of New York. Then started having these out-of-body experiences. And when you read his book, the classic one is basically one night he realized he was awake, looks down sees someone lying next to his wife, moves over a bit and realizes that's him. And of course, you know, he's never, he was never had those kind of experiences before. And that basically freaked him out. But, you know, thankfully he was a very curious person and, and he decided, Hey, I'm going to figure out what this is all about. Because he, of course he went to his doctors, he went to his friends. They all said, well, if you really want to figure it out, you've got to go to India and, and study with a guru. He said, no, that's not for me. So he had the means and he had the curiosity to basically figure it out. So he kept working on that. Um, and, and you talked about the explorers group. So he brought together a set of friends and other folks that were interested in this and really tried out different technologies and learned over time how he could make this work really well. And the Explorer tapes, which is on our archive, I highly encourage folks to explore that because there is just years and years of these recordings of the experiences that people were having. And it's, it's fascinating. And I, I know you've enjoyed it. You mentioned that to me, which is great. So, uh, yeah, so after a while, uh, Bob decided to basically focus on this. And what he did was he created two organizations. He created the Monroe Institute, which is a nonprofit organization, and that was used to train people. So that's where we've been putting on courses for decades now. 
Uh, and of course, the first one was a gateway course. And, and that's just grown and grown over time. And then he created a for-profit organization. And he took the sound technology that he had developed and trademarked it as Hemisync. And Hemisync was then sold out of the for-profit company, which was called Interstate Industries or Monroe Products. Um, and the family, so then eventually, um, after Bob died, his daughter, Lori, uh, took over. And after she passed, um, one of her directions was to make the uh, not-for-profit Monroe Institute a board-led organization. And so at that point, it was led by a board, which has been continuing since then. And the uh, Monroe products was owned by the family, so by, by all of the, the kids that he had. And so that continued on for several years. Um, and then eventually, there was a, a shift in the organization, and they decided to um, basically have the Monroe Institute develop some of its own technology. So still the same roots of binaural beats and all of the technology that we learned, but we had developed within the Monroe Institute expertise that continued the evolution of the sound technology, which is what we call Monroe Sound Science. And of course, the Monroe products, the Hemisync, also was evolving uh, with their directions too. And, and the way we look at it is both Hemisync and Monroe Sound Science, we have the same goals of trying to create technology that helps people have the best experiences that they can. And so, you know, we, we work together in, from the standpoint that, you know, we, a lot of the Hemisync products we do sell on our, our sites and bookstores, as well as our own products. And, you know, I have a good relationship uh, with the owner of Monroe Products. So I should mention, eventually, the family sold uh, Monroe Products uh, to a private individual, Steve Garrett, uh, who's actually an outreach trainer as well. And uh, we have a good relationship together. And as I said, you know, we have the same goals of trying to help people have really good experiences with the sound technology. But the nice thing is that, you know, with our Monroe Sound Science, um, we've got some really great ideas of how to expand that. Like one of the things I'll mention, so when you listen to the binaural beats, um, a lot of it is trying to get you very, very deeply relaxed. And you've encountered the term focus 10, which is body asleep, mind awake. Because that's what we're trying to do is get you so relaxed that you can shift your focus out of your body or, or wherever you'd like to go. Um, but often what happens is we're trying to take you just down really deeply, but it's like riding a needle because what happens is we're trying to get you so relaxed, but it's so easy to fall asleep. And we call that checking out. And so one of the um, things that we've recently put into our technology is uh, what we call gamma synchrony. And we're basically putting in gamma frequencies in our sound technology. And gamma is associated with these high states of, of awareness. Um, you know, when people say they, they have this feeling of oneness and all, all connectedness. So we're trying to put what essentially are, are uh, delta waves, which are frequencies that help you get into very deep, relaxed states, and then a little bit of gamma on top. So deeply relaxed, but still aware and alert. And that's the sweet spot that we're aiming for. And through our technology, we're finding that we're hitting that. And so it allows you to get deeply relaxed, let go of your body, but still be aware and conscious so you remember and you can experience what's going on uh, wherever you're exploring. So that's, that's kind of how we're focused on that. So the Monroe Institute, the technology we use is Monroe Sound Science, and that's what we're focused on and, and continue with. But Bob Monroe is, is the start for both of these uh, as we go along. That's wonderful, wow. Stephen. I, I, that's a great explanation. Um, very helpful good, good. learning, like you said, where, where those splits came through. And I'm so glad to hear you actually have a, a great working relationship as well. Um, 
from the outside view, I mean, it's it's just such cool stuff to, to start approaching. Like you mentioned, the Explore archives up there. I have been diving right. into those, uh, like we talked about. I've listened to probably yeah. more than six hours of um, certain <laughs> sessions with IMCs. Uh, but that's a lot of yep. thanks to recent videos that are going up on the Monroe Institute's YouTube page. You are hard at work over right. there. I've seen some videos with you, um, trainers. Uh, Joe McMonagall yep. has some in- great information up there. And then obviously a-, a big archive of Bob Monroe speaking in the past. So I'd urge audience mm-hmm. listeners out there, if you really want to get a good um, first experience with the Monroe Institute, you have some sessions up there as well. So huge right. shout out to the team that runs the YouTube and, and does all that wonderful work. Good, good. And, and by the way, it's all free. So go listen to it. It's freely available and it's our way of giving back as well. Um, all of the information and what we've learned over these many years. There's another cool thing that just came out for the Monroe Institute, which I really want to segue into a bit. And that is the Expand app. This is something else people can try out for free. There's a free paid version uh, or I should say upgrade to it. But Stephen, how did this right. go about? What was the um, what what was the culmination or the idea behind bringing into app form? How did that happen? Twenty twenty one, really really cool to see it. Good, good, yeah. You know, I'll say one of our biggest challenge is really bringing awareness that the Monroe Institute exists, that it's out there, and we have all this great technology. So for a long time on the board, we've talked about how do we reach more folks, and and I've specifically I've talked about hey, we really need to get an app. So fortunately, we brought on some just excellent uh, resources that have have a great technology, that have a startup mentality. And with that team, we were able to put together a proposal to the board to get approval to fund the project. And it's going to be a two-year project to essentially roll out this Expand app. And what you see right now is just the first version of it. But the goal of that app is to really reach more folks out there because everyone's got a, a mobile phone now. They're used to looking for content there. And we've built a lot of great features in it. And if I may, just kind of share a little bit. Please. So we talked about the free content. We basically offer about 10 sessions of Monroe Sound Science. They really give you a feel to see if this is something that works for you. And then if you would like the paid content, uh, we have a yearly subscription. And that allows you to get access to about 70 plus uh, sessions. And in fact, I know the team is about to release another whole set of uh, sessions as well. So that's going to continue to evolve over time. And then we put in a couple of features that are very powerful in this whole process. So the first one is journaling. So when you take a course, um, and this is back in the older days when I started out, you'd get a little blue notebook and a pen. And the emphasis was to really record all of your experiences. And I'll tell you, when you're there at Monroe Institute, you have these amazing experiences. And they, you know, the details of it are so crisp at the moment. But you look back at it months and months later, and you start to lose it. So Having that notebook, writing it down is really important. And, and that's a process we, we always emphasize as trainers to everyone to, to do that. So we thought, hey, this is important to put that in the app as well. So while you're experiencing the sessions, we highly encourage you to journal in there. And the nice thing, too, is we put the ability to search it. Because I'll tell you, I personally have had experiences where, um, you know, something was amazing and I couldn't figure out what it was all about. Well, a year later things happen in my life and I go, oh, I get it now. So I've gone back to those notebooks and I have a stack of them in my bedside table um, with all of these amazing experiences. So highly, highly encourage folks, if you're down this journey, write it down. It really helps to figure it out as you go along. So that's one of them. Um, the other feature is the what we're calling uh, a timer feature. 
So on top of all the sessions that you have, and they're primarily guided ones, we decided to create a feature that allows you to basically almost mix your own solution. So let's say you wanted to pick, hey, I'd like to go into deep relaxation, and I'm going to have a nature sound, and I want to play it for 20 minutes or 40 minutes. You pick those combinations, and we have created that solution for you so that you, you will basically get exactly what you're looking for. And actually, that's the feature that I personally use the most because um, you know I've been meditating for many decades now. I actually find some of the guidance, which is a great training wheels, but I find it distracting now. So I actually prefer just those pure signals, and then I go wherever I need to in my journey. But, but that's the thing. We're providing a solution for you know the folks that are beginning as well as the experienced folks as well. So that timer feature is great. And then the next one that we've got coming out and we're really excited about is what we're calling the community feature. So that's going to allow you to form a group, um, basically say, hey, guys, let's meet together and basically have a session together and we can share our notes together and learn from each other. And, and this is where it's very powerful. Uh, and again, you know, I've been coming and taking courses for over 20 years. One of the best things about taking the courses besides the experiences is all the people that you meet. And you are meeting fellow friends. And, and you, I always have this feeling that I know these people already. It's almost like we're connected before we even get there. And we learn from each other and we teach each other and we talk about different books and movies. And, and this is what we're trying to create online through the app is that sense of community, that sense of sharing, because we all learn faster by, by doing it together and by sharing information together. So the community feature is coming out. It's going to be available even on the free side of it as well. And so we're excited about that. And that is coming out really, really soon. Oh, Stephen, that has me so excited. I have a friend that I have been playing video games with for over a year now named Amethyst, if you're out there listening. And her and I, I mean, we, we sit down and talk almost every single night as we're gaming. It was like a year into our friendship or so, maybe a little bit longer. I started talking about the Monroe Institute this year. And she goes and says... Oh, I've been trying to save up some money to go out there, actually, and start sending me all these pictures of uh, previously named Hemisync tapes and such that she has around the house. Right. And it was just such a fun culmination of like just <laughs> coincidental, but awesome. So like you say, when you when you feel like you've met these people and, and know them for a long time, yeah. that is just super cool. So she is dead set on going out there, um, hopefully this year or That's next. Awesome. And uh, I really want to kind of talk about that as well. So folks can get an experience through the app. And this community's feature sounds right. amazing. Can we talk a little bit about the actual gateway courses uh, that happen at the campus? How, how, is there just the one right. primary campus? I've seen some other uh, events hosted around the country at smaller things. So could you give us a, a feeling for the in-person event, Stephen? Sure, sure. So we do have the virtual events as well, because, you know, due to COVID, we have to go on the virtual side, too. So I do want to mention that mm-hmm. out there. And, and that's growing quite well, too, because it's really allowing people that can't get to the U.S. to be able to access these courses virtually. So that's going well, too. But yes, so we have a residential campus. It's based in Faber, Virginia. And uh, basically, Bob Monroe, many decades ago, bought a huge amount of land. And in fact, the mountain is called Roberts Mountain. Um, and he started off with um, a, what we call the gatehouse, which is the building right up the front on the road going up. And that was the first house he built. That's where he lived while he was running the business as well. And then later on, he built further up the mountain, uh, the Nancy Penn Center. So Nancy was, was Bob's wife, and he named the center after her. So that was a center that we really started off with. He also built a lab and an office next door 
So he did a lot of research uh, as well as developing Hemisync right there on campus. Uh, so Nancy Penn was running very well for many, many years. And then he also went and built his house uh, up at the very top of the mountain. In fact, there is a wooden cabin out there where he wrote uh, one of the books. And, and I always love going into the cabin because you can sit down there in the green leather chairs. It's a beautiful fireplace. And I just feel like, you know, this, just imagining him sitting there writing that book. And, and it's just a really cool feeling to have. So when Bob passed and the um, organization became a full nonprofit with a board, we did eventually convert that his, um, his home to an, a second campus. So we basically have two buildings where we teach, the Nancy Penn Center and what we call the Roberts Mountain Retreat, which is up on the mountain. Uh, so those are the two places. Um, we have about a capacity of 24 people at Nancy Penn and about 22 at Roberts Mountain. So, so that's all based in favor of Virginia. But of course, we want to try and bring this to, the, to people out there. So what we've done is we've also partnered with organizations like in California or in Arizona, uh, where we can find uh, you know a similar venue and basically host um, the courses there. And then the next thing we did was also brought on what we call off-campus trainers. So basically, these are people around the world that want to teach Monroe Institute. And so we've got my friend Luigi in England, and he rents facilities in England. And he teaches our gateway courses and several other courses. We've got that in uh, Italy. We've got it in Romania. We've got it in uh, Japan, uh, Canada, you know, uh, Brazil, uh, really all over the world. And so the idea is to try and bring this to folks uh, as best they can. Um, but, you know, still our core is very much what's in favor of Virginia. That's still where we are. And we'd love to expand more down the road. So definitely that's something that we talk about on the board as well. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. I'm so, so glad to see um, so many virtual offerings, like you pointed out, rightfully so. There's there's a lot, some really great ones. I know I mentioned um, Joe McMonagle earlier. Uh, that one is of particular interest to me. I would like right. to kind of segue and talk a little bit about... Um, we, we mentioned the Vice article, so maybe we could talk a little bit about some of the things that got right and wrong when it comes to the Monroe Institute. But I think many people that are hearing the name Monroe Institute or Hemisync at this point, I think a lot of them uh, are probably coming from a lot of the, the noise that was created on social media in the last year. Mm -hmm. And and this is stuff that you're not afraid to shy away from. Like you and I talked last time about the idea of when you're out there exploring and adventuring that you might come across some non-human entities. And so I wonder yeah. if you could tell me a bit about how the the article came out, Vice One, and again with that missing page twenty five. If you'd like to shed any light right. on that situation. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, there's this article that was written by a military person that came to the Gateway program, and his task was to investigate what it was all about and see if there was any particular application uh, that the government could use. Um, and then later on, we found out about the report, and they, the government actually gave us a copy of the report, and it's been sitting in our barn, in our archives for years and years. And I'd like to tell people, we had the full report, and anyone that wanted it, by all means, we would get a copy of it. So, for us, there was no secret. There was no conspiracy. Um, it was just sitting there. And, and you know, I've read the whole report page to page. And I'll tell you, it is well done. It, it is ultimately the one person's experience. I, I personally didn't find anything unusual on the pages because I've had similar experiences myself. But it's from my own filter and from my own viewpoint. So what I'd recommend to people is really read that and what expect that you're getting someone's perspective. 
and you could have an entirely different experience. So that's valuable to learn. And, and then I would also say to people, use that to inspire yourself to go and figure it out yourself. Because ultimately, it is your own experiences that really matter. And that was one person's experience. But I do want to emphasize there was no conspiracy. Uh, we had the page all along. We would freely given it to anyone. Uh, I have no idea why that one page is missing. Who knows? Maybe someone dropped it on the way to the photocopier, but uh, no conspiracy on our part by any means. I'm so glad you pointed that out. And and like you said, use it as something to inspire you. That created waves. That is what got the Monroe Institute on my radar to begin with. So uh, a little right. bit of um, almost just it, like you said, it comes from one perspective. But that did inspire me. So to listeners out there, I would encourage you to do the same. If you find this episode by any of those similar keywords, if you find this one due to our past episode where we were talking about that missing page, let it inspire you in the way that it's inspired me, which is to dig deeper, to start listening to Bob's books, uh, because it brought us to this interview right here and now, which is so, (laughs) so cool. So there is something to manifesting it all. Um, And just the experiences that you have, like you said, you had some that were very similar. I myself have experienced some that were similar. And in Bob's books, he mentions some very uh, similar ideas as well. I'm I'm overusing the word similar Mm -hmm. at this point, but it is true to say (laughs) there's a lot of um, like iconography or symbolism that is even discussed that you will come across some of this stuff again and again. And I think that document itself, the CIA report um, calls out some of that symbolism. So it is unfortunate, maybe might might be the word that that was the one page that went missing. People started to (laughs) stoke the fires of um, their imagination and that it might be holding a secret. But I think for some people, I guess myself, especially it was, I don't know, validating is the word, but something along the lines of validating seeing a government body actually have interest in it. Um, Otherwise, again, it probably wouldn't have been on my radar. So there is something to be said mm-hmm. about that. Could you um, tell me, Stephen, have you had any uh, interest or uptick in interest around that sort of thing? Did the Gateway document getting out there maybe spur more people to, to tune in to what the Monroe Institute's offering? Oh, oh, absolutely. We definitely saw an increase in our traffic in our websites. We definitely saw a lot of folks coming to our virtual programs, especially because of uh, TikTok uh, and the Vice <laughs> Report as well. So no, I, that, that is a good thing. Um, I just want to make sure that people come really from the perspective that, hey, this is about your experience and not so much looking to replicate that. And I'll, I'll give you a personal example. You know, you read Bob's books and they're such an amazing experience. And we teach you and we tell you before you come to the gateway, try to come with no expectations. Uh, and, and you think you do. <laughs> but then when you take the course, you're going, OK, how come I'm not going out of body right now and seeing myself floating over my bed? Um, and, and that can really hold you back. And, and, you know, when I first took Gateway, I actually got fairly frustrated the first couple of days because I, I didn't realize it, but I was actually ex- expecting to have the same experiences. And it wasn't until I let go and I said, that's it. I'm just going to release all of that. That's when I started having amazing experiences coming true. Because I think the challenge is when you have those expectations, you're kind of blocking what is really meant to come to you. And so you have to release that block and, and trust that, I don't know, the universe, your helpers, whatever label you'd like to put on it, there are those intelligence entities out there that are helping you. Um, and, you know, after many, many years, I've been able to contact them and receive just wonderful guidance. And so, you know, call them guides if you'd like. 
But ultimately, there are entities there that are helping you. And when you let go of your expectations, when you're open to receiving that help, it, it starts to come. And that's where meditation is really powerful for getting you into that state. So this is why I was emphasizing, you know, definitely learn and inspire by that report, but let it not hold you back because you're going to have your own experience. And that's valid. And that's true because that's yours and no one else can give that to you. That is fantastic. So I think my last question for you today, Stephen, is just maybe some extrapolation upon that last part, which is to say, if people are interested in the Monroe Institute at, at a surface level, what all can people expect to either explore or enhance? And I'm not saying like detail their uh, their process from start to finish, but up on the website, right. there are some categories such as like lucid dreaming enhancement, some remote viewing work. So what are um, just some interesting things people might want to come to the Monroe Institute, uh, either virtually through the app or in campus forum? What might they want to explore? Yeah. So, you know, I've been fortunate to basically almost try all of the programs. I think there's only about three or four I haven't. So it is just a wonderful smorgasbord of experiences that you can have. So, you know, out-of-body experiences is my passion. And, and so I've definitely focused on that. And we have an entire course dedicated to it called the OBE Spectrum. Uh, but related to it is, is lucid dreaming uh, that Thomas and Luigi teach. And what I've found in my experiences now is that I can shift my conscious from a lucid dream into an out-of-body and then come back again. So, and the reason I mention that is our perspective now is that it's all part of a spectrum. And it all depends on what you want to focus on. Because even remote viewing is an other non-physical experience where you're shifting your focus on a physical time or place to get information. And lucid dreaming is exploring the dream state, which is a non-physical experience as well. And out of body is going to entirely new realities beyond this physical reality. So, you know, in, a, in some ways, as you kind of lay it out that way, you realize it's just part of a spectrum and you'll have to decide which ones you want to go after. So, um, you know, we've got a course called Guidelines, which was great. I you know, I've, I'm kind of a very independent person, so I never really looked for guides. But that was a really fun exploration because I was able to contact a guide. I was able to realize, hey, this this person, this entity has been with me for a long time in my life. And I just had to learn to go into a quiet place to be able to receive that very subtle, you know, it's that little voice in you that, that's always helping you, but you've got to get quiet to listen to it. And as I paid more attention to that and I increased my connection with my guides, the messages become more powerful. So that was really exciting. Um, Timelines is another really fascinating one. It's about exploring time and realizing that you have the ability to shift your awareness back and forth in time. So looking at when you were born, looking at a time in your life that was pivotal in your life and re-experiencing it. Um, You know, we can even explore alternate lives uh, that you've had out there. What else do we have? So remote viewing. Oh, a really fun one, too, is what we call Starlines. Uh, So Francine is our trainer for that one. And that's all about exploring the galaxy and meeting uh, non-human entities. And you get together as a group and you create this sort of virtual spaceship and you go traveling together. So that's a really fun one. Um, I'm actually signed up for that course coming uh, in October. We've got a virtual one coming in October. So I'm going to be there for that one. Um, so that's been on my, my bucket list for a while to take. But yeah, no, there's, there's just a lot of courses and, and practical ones too. Like the remote viewing, 
um, you know, I actually had some friends where we were using remote viewing to do investments and, and it worked, uh, it worked for a while too. So that can be fun to do. Um, but a lot of it too, we try to teach you skills where you can use this in your day-to-day life. So for example, one of the things we teach you in gateway is what we call an energy conversion box. And the idea is to put your expectations, your fears, whatever's holding you back, put that into that box and release the energy that's around that and use that energy then to explore. So I'll give you a practical example. Um, You know, when I'm in business meetings and it can be a very stressful meeting, what you can do is just put all of that anxiety and, and that concern into that box and release it. And I found that works because all of a sudden when you change the energy, the meeting goes a whole lot better. And so these are the tools that we really try to help people use because not only in your spiritual exploration, but use it in your life as well. Um, another really cool one is called the energy, uh, energy bar. So, you know, I've been able to over on lots of other practice to get there, but I got there and I can create an energy bar and I use that to heal myself and I use it to heal my wife as well. So we're really about trying to help people explore and really understand how much more you are. Because that's what I find with this. As you do the explorations, you go, I didn't realize I could shift my consciousness across time. I didn't realize that with my intent, I can help heal my wife. I didn't realize that, hey, I can remote view information uh, in another, and look for an object in another room that I never saw. Now, when you start doing that, you go, whoa, we're a lot bigger than we realize. We're a lot more powerful than we realize. And so these are all about helping you expand your consciousness, because that's really the core of what we're trying to do, is help you expand your consciousness, realize how much more you are, and then you can really live, a, for me, a much more peaceful life, because that's what that brought me, is, is a lot more peace, because I have more understanding of truly who I am, and it's brought peace to me, and, and that's why I keep coming to the monastery. Oh, Stephen, that is absolutely fantastic. I'm so glad you shared that and this entire history with me today. Uh, I think our audience is really, really going to appreciate it because just yesterday I had someone telling me that are asking questions about um, remote viewing objects in space. So to hear that there's a program where people are getting together in a spaceship format and going out there, that is just absolutely so, so, so cool to hear. So to everyone out there listening, I would encourage you, go to monroeinstitute.org. It's a wonderful place to get started. Um, from there, we mentioned earlier, the YouTube channel is just chock full of cool information. I know up on our site, revelatornetwork.com, we've highlighted some in the past as well. So if you've already seen some of those articles, you might want to just go click through, watch those videos. Uh, the Expand app, Stephen, you told us some super, super cool things to that. I am really jazzed to get uh, active in that community aspect. Cannot wait. Anything else you would like people to know about what the Monroe Institute's working on or anything to pay attention, put on their calendars? Well, you know, we're looking to continue to expand because our mission is the global awareness of humanity. And to do that, we have to expand out further. So appreciate your help in getting the word out there so people can explore. And I would encourage people to just try it and see if that works for you. But what we have is just, you know, a wonderful set of trainers and technology and a whole process that has worked for many, many people, including myself, and just encourage people to just try it and, and explore. Because ultimately, that's what I believe life is about, is exploration. And this is just a wonderful way to, to grow spiritually as well. Absolutely wonderful. Stephen, thank you so much for your time today. Everyone out there You're listening, welcome. thank you so much for tuning in. You stay safe, and we will catch up with you very soon. Bye-bye.